Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. Today we read One Piece Volume 12, mm-hmm. which includes Chapter 100. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, we have to talk about One Piece Chapter 1105. Yep. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? Mostly meh, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I feel that pretty hard. There are, there's a pause that I probably cut out of me just staring at my list going like, no, that's how I feel. Well, we'll start with One Piece chapter 1105, The Height of Folly. Do you feel met about that, Kevin? No, I liked One Piece. I'm interested to see... I'm like This had me really excited to read next week's chapter. Yeah, see what's up with this ship? So, yeah, see, because he, he sent off the people from Egghead. And, you know, Saturn's like, I sent a, I sent a battleship to destroy it. And then... We cut to the battleship sinking into the ocean going, oh, shit, we need to warn the Navy. They're coming. I'm like, who? I'm so excited to see who this is. Uh, Who sunk a battleship? My money's on the Straw Hat Fleet. Straw Hat Fleet or- Or it could be Blackbeard, but we already know Blackbeard is in the area. It's possible. By by Blackbeard, I don't mean Blackbeard. I mean Blackbeard's dudes. I could see it being, as stupid as it sounds, Revolutionary Army. I know we had a scene of them going like, I don't know where Kuma's going, but like Dragon knew, so maybe he made it there around the same time. Yeah, I don't think it is, but you could be right. Shanks yeah. is nearby. That would be wild if Shanks showed up. I don't think that's what's going to happen in this arc. No. But we know he was on Elbaf, and they're about to go to Elbaf. Yeah. So he's nearby. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I liked that. You know, just a it really tense setting up of next week's chapter. I also like a gym bag going to help Zoro make sure he doesn't get lost. Yes. <laughs> That's a funny little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, we should gym bag to make sure Zoro doesn't get lost after beating Luchi. <laughs> yes, I liked that. All right, so he's fighting him. He's going to be fine. He's fighting him. We'll just send Jinbei to make sure he can make it back here. He'll be fine. Anything else you want to say about One Piece? Nope. Next, we have Sakimoto Days, Days 152, Speed Run. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? A little disappointing. I don't mind that Nagamo maybe dies, but it just kind of, it didn't like hit correctly, I guess. Yeah, cutting away from it felt a little cheap, I think. Yeah. You can do that to raise stakes, but they've shown so much of this fight already that it felt weird. Yeah. And then to have it like the other guy be fine, even though Nagamo landed a lethal blow. I don't Apparently. think we're supposed to think he's fine because the guy's even like, oh, man, you're way more beat up than I've ever seen you before. But he does not look no, he's not bleeding out. Yeah, it, the whole thing looked like Nagamo landed a, a devastating wound that's going to be like, all right, now all I need to do is let you bleed out. And then he lost because that was his whole thing of like, all right, I'm on a time limit now. I need to beat you before I die, essentially. And then I guess he did. Maybe I, I the reason I say maybe is because Nagamo is the super sneaky dude although i definitely think nagamo got beaten yeah i think whether or not he's dead is that that's that's i absolutely can see him getting beaten because he's the he was the weakest of the three when it came to combat and this guy seems like a fairly decent foil to him being a straight up power fighter so yeah i definitely see him being beaten Uh, again my my thing is is he dead is he not dead well yeah it just it didn't land well for me Next, we have Undead Unluck number 192, Survival of the Fittest. This was, I will admit, kind of meh, but yeah. I did really like some of the art at the mm-hmm, end with mm-hmm. the the fight and the speed around and Foucault tracking it. Yeah. I thought that worked really well. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's about all I have to say about it, though. Yep. Next, we have Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 211, Hifumi and Ni, 
which was pretty cute and funny. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked the bit where Top was like, hey, you're, didn't your parents teach you not to talk to strangers? Yep. And we cut to Taiho and Mitsumi sneezing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, that's probably fine. I liked that. You know, I, I just, I kind of liked all the stuff with the the cat, and I really liked the bit with Hifumi being like, uh, don't worry, I, I'm very used to people telling me sweet lies. I, you know, like, no, I'm, I'm doing it, like, you know, I'm doing this for my family, and because I hate you guys, like, mm-hmm, sure, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> and just Hifumi's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I know, I know you're lying to yourself. Next we have Blue Box number 134, Get On, which I thought was really good. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, I, I don't really know that I have anything more to say on it, other than that it's very good. No, should, I, I think it was the ending was very powerful. You should read Blue Box, it's for good. Which will take us to a Kanabanishi story, 95. It's been a while! Which I also really liked. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. Another one making me really excited for next week. Yes. But all of the beats in it, I think, landed really well. Yeah, this one at least had her dad show up at the end, as opposed to, like, One Piece... The One Piece makes me wonder who's going to show up and what's going to happen. Akatabanashi is just like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens now that he's here. Yeah. Like, it's just a different cliffhanger. And him going to here instead of to his daughter's story, it's like, he's going to miss it. Yeah, is he going to miss it? But I do kind of like him showing up and being like, I knew you'd be pulling this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have Martial Master Asami, round 30, The Unexpected. Also pretty strong. Not yeah. as good as last week, I didn't think. Fair. The fight wasn't as good, but mm-hmm. I really, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. I like the bit where he sees his brother fighting online. He's like, oh, he's actually way better than me. I need to figure out how to go between styles. Yeah. And then the, the grandpa told him everything, but not about this elbow strike. Yeah. Like, oh, nah, that's a trade secret, man. Yeah. I, I like that. And especially, you know, like, so what are the rules again? So it's like, oh yeah, if I do a vertical elbow smash, that counts, which I thought was neat. Anything else you want to say about Martial Master Asume? Nope. That will take us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about every week. 19 chapters this week, because no Jujutsu Kaisen mm-hmm. on the first week we were going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 19, Kevin? Shadow Eliminators. Yeah. This was so bad. I like the image of the character with the gun. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool fighting style. But like the fight just ends for no reason. Yep. And all of there's just a lot of saying character motivations. Yep. And not in that exciting anime way. Yeah. This is how I am feeling as we stare across the field at one another. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have at 18? That's where I put Cypher Academy. The time skip really is just like, all right, cool. I feel like now this is going to be a denim off how he spent all the money, and that's the end of Cypher Academy. It might be. I, and I wonder if it's a planned ending or a forced ending. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel forced, like right? Like, Cypher Academy feels felt like it was speeding up a little bit, but not in that manic way that you often get. Yeah. At the end of a series. I'm just wondering if he was given a, like, was it, he was given a bigger window of, hey, you've got two months. Yeah. Kind of thing, as opposed to like, hey, you've got two weeks. 
that some of these feel like, or if this was just like, you know, I'm, I'm done guys, which we know happens sometimes where the, the author will just be like, sorry, I just can't like, I can't continue this anymore. So let's just, let's just end it as opposed to trying to, or even like, oh, I have a better idea. And like Cypher Academy seems like it's a really hard to write. Yeah, that that's what I mean. So maybe he's just running out of codes and puzzles and shit. So it's like, all right, well, let's do something else. So let me end this series and maybe work on another one or, you know, whatever. Or maybe he has another one in the works. And so that's why they're kind of willing to, hey, we'll end this one and then immediately transition into your new one. Who knows? I have me and Rebecca at 18. Okay. I didn't enjoy it. What do you have at 17? That's right, Mama Yu Yu. Sad puppy in the rain. There is a sad puppy in the rain. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to Mama Yu Yu this week. I have New Age Exorcist here at 17. Okay. Just a lot of pulling stuff out of your you know where. Yes. Like the ending is not so much that, but it's not exciting either. And like I'm not clear on what the power scale is at this moment, so yeah. I'm not sure how excited I should be about it even. Yeah, when it started off with, here's an explanation of how this, uh, how cursed spirits yes. work, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what put it below some of the stuff you've already said for me. Yeah, it's, I'll talk about it a bit more when I get to it. So I have me and Robico at 16. That's where I put Mama Yu Yu. Okay. It doesn't have a big explanation of that's fair. how cursed spirits work at the start. So what do you have at 15? And that's where I put Nui's. It's just that explanation. I don't mind that explanation of how cursed spirit works. If it was like the first time we were running into a cursed spirit or this was like a new arc or it's somebody like it, if it flowed more organically to have this info dump, you know, narrated at us, you know, like, oh, as he joined the captains. All right, cool. Here's somebody explaining how cursed spirit works. Like that's a natural progression to. All right, we can just flow into the story so that I understand this shit. Not after we've run into a cursed spirit. Oh, th- this this is how they work. I, I th- it would have been nicer to know beforehand that oh curse spirit like level two curse spirits are essentially like a hundred thousand cursed zero spirits fused together like i think we did know that i'm um, maybe i've cypher academy at 15 okay i didn't love it but like we're moving towards what feels like an ending and so that's got a momentum boost fair what do you have at 14 that's where i have kagurabachi same meh yeah he, Let- he cut cloud gorger in half and then they hid away and now like this is the other thing that bothered me where they're talking about, oh, yeah, like we had this, you know, we had the squad coming out to kill Cloud Gorger and like half of them died. Good thing we held back our two strongest dudes. It, why? What is the point of like murdering all these high level people that I like I barely knew? Uh, there is no point. What do you have at 13? That's why I have green, green, green. Same. Meh. He wants the he wants the golf. So he gave him the green, green, greens. He, yep. gave, he gave the guy green, green, greens to train him. Yeah. What do you have at 12? That's where I put Kill Blue. I'm intrigued by what happens right at the end, but that's about it. Yeah, I have it slightly higher. I have Witch Watch at 12. Fair. I like the uh, disclaimer. I like the content warning at the beginning. Yes. And I like the idea, but it seems like a stretch to make this into a yeah, multi-chapter yeah. story. No, it's it's my number 11. I totally get you there. That's where I put Kill Blue. Gotcha. Mostly because of the thing at the end. Yep. What do you have at number 10? That's where I put My Hero. Same. I, I kept putting stuff below it and being like, really? Yeah, yeah I yep. think so. Yeah, nope. I had the same thing. I'm like, wow, my hero made it up really far when it really didn't deserve it. There are things I lo- like. This is a cool fitting conclusion for my hero we're setting up. But yeah. it's very like it's not coming from anyone we care about. Right. Yeah. Like if the all might spirit inside Midoriya had given him this plan, that would feel like a or huge if, emotional uh, moment. Or float. 
Yeah, that would work too, but that doesn't really work in the context. I think it has to be All Might, right? Yeah, but All Might is unconscious across the city, but we can have the All Might spirit sort of well, and take like, more rain, and that is potentially could be played up as stakes, and you still get that moment. Sort of, but I feel like the All Might spirit kind of doesn't really exist. Like, I know he does, but you know what I mean? How he's basically not there at the same time because All Might's still alive. Yeah, but it's shown in manga. Yeah. Like, that's an I, excuse for him to become a spirit and give this moment more I get you. weight, right? Of, like, he forces himself to be more real in order to tell this important thing to Midoriya. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one of the one other ones suggested it, and Midoriya says no, but then the All Might spirit, like, has to force itself into being, too. Fair enough. Like, because that's where the drama is, right? It's between those guys. It's not between the second user of One for All and- Who we- who we learned about at the beginning of this arc. Yeah. Yeah. Like we knew we knew of him, but we didn't even know what his power was until like twenty chapters ago. It was longer ago than it that. It probably but was, but it doesn't feel like it. What do you have at number nine? That's where I put two on ice. I did like the moment. I also liked the kind of cute bit at the end where they're so happy that they did a side by side triple axel that they don't realize that one of like the Japanese Olympians is here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was neat. Um, I have undead unluck here. Okay. Uh, some okay drawings, so that's about all I had. Fair. We have an eight. That's where I put Sakamoto days. Again, I just I feel like the it didn't hit correctly. And I wasn't a huge like I liked the fighting last week and not as much this week. It just didn't feel as good. I have two on ice here. Okay. So what do you have at number seven? That's where I put Undead Unluck. Like you said, the the fighting with Top was pretty interesting and I liked the change to him, you know, like, huh. He's stop condition changed. Yeah, he just has to break something, not his arm. It's like, oh, or you know, not one of his limbs. Like, yeah, I could see that being a reason, you know, why he could run around a lot more. I've I've talked about it days at seven. Okay, I think the ending worked better for me than you. Fair. I didn't love it, but I, I think it worked fine. What do you have at number six? That's where I have the elusive samurai. Same. It's still pretty good. You know, I like some really good elusive samurai drawing, right? Yeah, of, yeah. like the corpses. I guess they're not corpses. Bodies being used as missiles. Yeah. I also, I like the bit with the one guy being like, I need to go home to my family. And then he gets picked up by the sword and he just like becomes deadpan. And like, you know, it's like he basically dies. And it's like they, they're kind of explaining like that's how all of that guy's soldiers work is uh, whenever he's like manhandling them, they just like don't care anymore. What do you have in number five? That's where I put Mission Yozakura. Same again. Yep. It's cute. It's good. I liked it. What do you have at four? That's where I put a Kanabanashi. You know, I'm I'm excited for what her dad's going to do, how this is going to play out. I kind of, like, as much as I hate him for it, I appreciate the fact that this guy is trying to get around not... So he wants to both follow his master, but also not tell Akane that, like, she failed. Because he's like, all right, well, my master said I can't promote you, but I don't want to tell you you failed just because he said so. So if I just don't show up, then I don't have to make a decision. And it's like, it's a bit of a scummy move, but I, I kind of like that. He's like, well, instead, he's just, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm my decision is no decision. Yeah. He, he's clearly conflicted about it. Too, yes. So I have Marshall Master Awesome me at number four. Okay. Like I said, I just don't think I had the power of last week, but I did enjoy it. Fair. What do you have at number three? That's where I put Marshall Master Awesome me. I, I like that. I, I really like the, the like vertical elbow chop. I put one piece at number three. Okay. I really like the chapter, but it's mostly the cliffhanger and yeah. like the, oh, who's going to show up? Yeah, that's fair. That we're pinning on. And, you know, that, it could be could be someone lame. 
I was going to say it could be Big News Morgans, but I would be <laughs> ecstatic. 2 million percent about that. He's in that new One Piece opening, so that's why you know it's the best One Piece opening they've ever made. <laughs> what do you have at number two? That's where I have One Piece. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. And, you know, again, I liked a lot of the little character moments between everybody. Like, I also I also think it's funny that both Saturn and Kizaru are staying on the island. Like, all of the people that are important are like, we actually don't give a shit about the Buster call. <laughs> Yeah, look, why, why did we even do it, actually? I don't, I don't think they're... Well, maybe we'll kill Usopp. We probably, <laughs> we probably won't kill Usopp. I mean, like, I, I understand it's actually for all the normal people that work on Egghead well, and, like, the destroying technology, the technology and stuff, but it's just, it's it's very funny thinking about, like, yeah, we're going to summon a buster call, okay? I can, like, I can fight, you know, a lot of these people can fight battleships now single-handedly. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I have a kind of honesty at number two. Okay. Which means we both have Blue Box at number one. Yeah. Because it was that, really good. Yeah, that ending was so powerful. Speaking of powerful, we're reading One Piece Volume 12 this week, which includes Chapter 100. And we will be back to talk about that after the break. All right, so we read volume 12 of One Piece. What did you think of it, Kevin? Sorry, just I blanked on it for a second there. I like the stuff with Dragon showing up and like knowing who he is now makes a lot more sense. It's kind of cool to go back and be like, all right, that's that's pretty neat. You know, Smoker and Toshigi getting their vendettas against Zoro and or Luffy and Zoro respectively is nice. And then I, I had forgotten the stuff about Labon, like the doctor, what's his name? Carcass living inside of Laboon. Like, I'd forgotten that. I thought it was just he, like, lived on an island near that spot, not like he lived inside of the whale. I'm very aware of it, mostly because, as I said, I fell down the One Piece theory rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. and there are so many Raftellas in an island whale theories. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't just find it. Gotcha. Which I don't know if I am on board with, but... I've heard a lot of people talk a lot about Laboon, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... It's not a terrible theory, right? Yeah. It do- also doesn't necessarily have to be a an island whale. It could be something like Zunatia, like, you know, yeah. a, a giant turtle. Well, and um, many people think it is basically a much larger laboon. Yeah. Which is because the laboon's kind of young, yes. essentially. Like, he was a baby 50 years ago, and depending on, like, Z- you know, Zunatia is thousands of years old at this point. So there might be island whales that are thousands of yes. years old that there- are huge. There are lots of what this island is to Joy Boy, what Laboon is to Luffy theories. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So I'd completely forgotten that, but, you know, I liked the stuff of Laboon. Again, knowing the pirate, like, it's kind of cool going back and be like, I know those pirates who were hanging out with him. Like, that's so neat. Yeah, it's one of the best parts about going back and rereading One Piece. Yeah. Is seeing all the stuff that Oda sets up for later and trying to figure out what he knew all along and what he just made work. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm guessing with the pirates, like he had an idea about them and like made Brock fit into them. I feel like Oda had the crew from the start. I'm not like a hundred percent on that for some reasons we may get into near in the near future. Yeah. But I think this was set up for Brooke and it just took him way longer than he expected to get there. That's fair. That's what I meant by making Brooke work. Yeah. Because, like, I, you know, he might have had an idea of, 
the musician is going to be this, but not who Brooke was or anything like that. I, again, don't know. But I thought that was cool. Knowing who Crocus is is kind of neat. Yeah. And like this is the first of many times where someone is going to be secretly connected to Roger, we find out, right? Yep. As Luffy is leaving. Yep. That's a trope in One Piece going forward. This is actually kind of my least favorite stretch of One Piece. That's fair. From Logetown through basically till like Little Garden starts. Yeah. I, I like the Laboon stuff, but the, the Whiskey whiskey Jack? Whiskey Peak. Whiskey, whiskey Peak, thank you. It's just kind of like, meh. I mean, Vivi slash Miss Wednesday's starting outfit is terrible. It might be the worst outfit in the history of One Piece, mm-hmm. which is not like my real problem with it. But what I really noticed start rereading it is starting with Chapter 100, One Piece starts to feel like a manga that just started again. In some ways that are really cool and interesting, and in some sure. other ways that are just kind of like, yeah, this just feels like a random chapter of a shonen manga. Mm-hmm. And like, it's cool that one day get to the grand line, it feels like a new beginning. Even chapter 100 starts with like a new speech from Roger, yep. in the same way that chapter one started with a speech from him. Yep. And it's called like The Legend Begins. Yeah. Which is a bold take, but then like we're establishing the rules of the grand line in the way that most manga just start establishing the rules of their world with a lot of exposition early on. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Although we also do get Zoro fighting a whole town of bounty hunters in this volume, which is one of the coolest action chapters in all of One Piece, maybe? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It doesn't have the stakes of some of the really big important battles, but like just in terms of cool stuff happening on the page, it's really strong. Yeah, especially because it's, you know, it's Zoro fighting a bunch of people versus almost every other fight, almost every other fight after this is one-on-ones, maybe like two-on-ones or something like that. Like, you have a lot less, this is Zoro taking on like a hundred people at once. Yeah, I feel I feel like this is the sort of fight scene the live action show is going to do really, really well. Yeah. But yeah, those are the scenes, or those are the things that really stuck out to me. Mm. Or, like, how this feels like a reset in a lot of strange ways. Yeah, that makes sense. Which we don't get again in when we go to the new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say on it. Like I said, I think this is, in a lot of ways, the weakest part of the series. We haven't sure. even gotten to, like, the part where I think Whiskey Peak falls off. Mm. But, like, the S- Vivi's introduction I've always found to be very weak, even though she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. And the Baroque works feels like a joke. Like, she and her partner feel like Jesse and James of Team Rocket. Yeah, they And do. so it's, like, such a weird dissonance when what I remember is Crocodile. And, like, Mr. 3 is pretty goofy, too, but... Mr. 3 is goofy, but competently yeah, he's goofy? A, he's a threat to them when he yeah. shows up. Yeah. And then, you know, you have, like, uh, Mr. 1 and some of the other people that are actually at Alabasta that are actually more of a threat versus, you know, it's like, I've got a bazooka. Okay. But I do think it's to One Piece's credit that it held so much of this stuff back until now. Yeah. Like a lot of, I think part of why it feels like the start of a manga is a lot of stuff would have led with all this crazy stuff. Yep. And it's cool that in the world of One Piece, this is crazy too. And we know that because we've had a hundred chapters where like there's been some kind of crazy things that happened. Yeah. Like there was a guy stuck in a treasure chest and a shark man who tried to fuck kill them. Yeah. But that doesn't seem that wild compared to suddenly everything going crazy here. Yep. Is there anything else you want to say? Oh, I do like the moment where Zoro sleeps through the first storm that they go through, and Nami's, like, fucking pissed at him. Like, how could you sleep through all of that shit? I was tired. Yeah, and that storm seems like the quintessential chapter two that doesn't matter in yeah. a manga to me, which is part of why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, because that's fair, because they almost, like, it's like, look how dangerous the Grand Land is, and they, like, basically never have to deal with shit again. I mean, they do, but not like that. 
Yeah. And I think that's sort of that is economy. I think part of that is economy of storytelling of the ideas. They are always dealing with stuff like that and they are just competent enough that yeah, it's not event- that big a deal. Yeah. Eventually Nami figures the shit out. Yeah. Do you want to add anyone to personality power level? Nah. All right. Next week, we are going to be reading Haikyuu volume 34 because it's Haikyuu time. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is my website where you can check out our past episodes as well as my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Is there anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everyone. Stop.